Good evening and welcome. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us wherever you are tonight. Just got a couple of minutes as people are just hopping online this evening. Just a quick couple of references. We're going to be turning to the book of uh, 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. That will be our first reading. We will also be going to the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 31 and we will also be dropping into the book of Colossians chapter 2 round about verse 13. Um, we'll just see how we go from there. Um, God is with you. God is with you. There is nothing to be fearful of or what is happening around the world. God is with you. We're going to go to the first book. We'll return to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verses 1 in just a few moments as everybody is jumping online this evening. Hey, God bless you and strengthen you. I don't know about you guys, but it's been a bit of a busy day today, a bit chaotic today. All is well. I just pray that God will give you calm and peace and rest for your innermost being. God loves you. God is with you. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit is with you. Yes, good evening. I see everybody coming on. Good evening, everybody. I hope and pray that you can hear. And all is well in the mighty name of Jesus. Wherever you are across the world, it is 7.35 here within the UK for everybody in the world of podcasting that will capture this next week down the line. We thank God for your life. We thank God for everybody that's online this evening on this online streaming service, this Bible study. You may say in the corner of your screen, the left-hand side, it says coffee and prayer. I forgot to change it. Simple. Uh, it should just say Bible study, but you know where we are. You know where we are. Um, we're coming into the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 for the first couple of verses and um, we're just going to press in just a couple of moments. I'm just going to just pray a moment as people are coming online. Let's just maybe close our eyes, but please don't close your eyes if you're on the M25 listening to this because it could be a little bit carnage, or you might be driving a lorry or something, but you know what I'm saying. Come on, let's have a bit of... Let's have a little smile tonight. God is with each and every one of us. Let's bow our heads if it is safe to bow our heads and just pray and just to close our eyes if it is safe. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> yes, uh, it is coffee and prayer and Bible study, Billy. May God bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. Grab yourself a coffee wherever you are across the world. And I better say this for everybody in the world of podcasting. We thank you so, so, so much for sharing these thousands of downloads. You can find us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and many other platforms, Amazon Music, Buzzsprout, and uh, Apple Play, and everything like that, Alexa. You can find all the, the 275, I think, something like that, podcasts that we've done from the very, very beginning of lockdown that we continue to do, and they will increase in the mighty name of Jesus. But let's get in the scripture. Let's get in the scripture, you know. Let's get in the scripture. Let's get straight into 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. Uh, through to the end of verse 3 and um, I feel sorry for the pagans tonight because you're wasting your time in the summer equinox up at Stonehenge jumping in and out of fires and doing whatever you want to do because the scriptures are allowed and clear and it's very interesting where we sit spiritually in the world at this moment you know we've had the the pagan festival we've got all the things that are happening in the world of witchcraft uh, the covens that are are operating at this moment and all the stuff that is going on but i've just got to say this to all those witches to all those pagans to all those devil worshippers it has been cancelled out at the cross of calvary you can dance and shout all you like but nothing is going to happen because if you are a child of the living god you are blood washed you are sanctified and you are just looking at stones the devil has no power the devil has no authority the devil has no 
press on your life whatsoever. Yes, there might be spiritual activity on the outside, but the church, certain ministries, certain areas of uh, ministry have been giving the devil far too much airplay than he should have had because it is hot air, it is finished, it is over, and the cross finished everything. We will look at the scripture and we will see very, very clearly it is finished. It's finished at the cross. Yes, I understand people are coming from the occultic world, people in the occultic world. I understand that. I see that. Yes, you might think it's strong. Yes, it has some spiritual strength, but it is and it has no power than God. And I will say this very bold than God allows it to be because God allows everything to happen. So it is only and it can only do what God allows it to do. Now, we have to be very careful of the word spiritual warfare. Uh, Spiritual warfare in the Pentecostal movement and within the church has been given far too much time, been given far too much time, because when we give it a lot of time, spiritual warfare, really we are looking into the darker things. When the darker things are being cancelled out because of the cross of Calvary, when actually all I need to do is to keep my eyes on the author and the perfecter of my faith. There is a lot of occultic activity out there. There is a lot of witchcraft, black magic. There is paganist uh, worship going on right now. You've only got a, if you could fly a drone from here all the way over to Stonehenge, you'll see him jumping in and out of fires and worshipping foreign gods and, and, and worshipping the rocks and everything that goes on. But the stones are dead and they are finished. And there is no power other, because the scripture tells us this very clear very very clearly that christ disarmed the powers and the authorities at the cross of calvary so why should i keep giving it more airplay more time it has been ramped up it has been charged up it has been elongated it has been given too much airplay when the scripture in many places tells me that the devil's work is finished yes there is on the outside of peripherals yes it is out there yes i understand i'm not saying that it does not exist but what i must say very loud and clear it has no power over you if you are a believer in the god of israel if you are a believer in the god of israel you understand where the scripture says christ disarmed the powers and the principalities at the cross of calvary so it is really important the scriptures again i'll repeat the scripture we are coming into the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and it starts off in a couple of moments as I read 1 Corinthians chapter 12 then we will be going over to the book of Romans Romans chapter 8 and also um, into the, the the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and also let me flick it back to Colossians as well chapter 2 but I'll give the reference in a moment but this this is interesting because where we sit tonight the summer solstice the longest day yesterday pagan worship devil worship worshiping idols worshiping stone there is nothing new under the sun we see this through the great prophet at the base of Mount Carmel where he was he was goading them that great prophet Elijah that great prophet that man of God that prayed for rain and it rained. He prayed that the rain would stop for three years or so, and the heavens held the rain. You know, he he built an altar. He told the foreign gods, he told the false prophets, let's build two altars. Let's see who God's what God is going to show up today. And we know through the Old Testament what God showed up and done amazing 
amazing miracles in front of the false prophets, the idols, and in front of the foreign gods. There is only one God, and his name is is the God of Israel. He is the king. I understand what the scripture says. There are sons of gods, but they are not the God and they do not have the powers and the authority that our God has. Our God created all things. Spiritual warfare only has the amount of power that I allow it to have in my mind because the devil's work has been crushed because of the cross of Calvary. So spiritual influence can come from the mind. Spiritual influence can be uh, whipped up within within the atmosphere of wherever I may be. Now, I understand very clearly how powerful uh, witchcraft is. I understand about black magic. I, un- I understand about that. I've seen it. I understand the occultic world. But the more I seek him, the more I understand his word, the more I realize the less power it actually has. And what happens is it's the worshippers of the devil, because that's where it all comes back to. Every foreign god that is lifted up comes back to to one place and it comes back to worshipping Lucifer. Lucifer, Lucifer. It's it's over, it's done, it's finished because the scriptures have been fulfilled and God is with you. If you feel that you have spiritual attack on your life, if you feel that you are being oppressed or you are being attacked in any way, shape or form, I would suggest this to you, that you will just hold your place where you are in this world at the moment and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, the Bible tells me that Christ, the Messiah, the Savior of the world, disarmed the powers of all the authorities, all the powers in the dark realms because of the cross of Calvary. Father, will you give me the mind of Christ? Because the mind is the place where the battles belong. The battles need to be removed from the mind. The battle is in, uh, is in the mind. The mind is a very dangerous place. Satan can't get in. Satan and these agents can't get in and attack your heart. They will mess with the thinking because they use visuals. Visuals is the way. There is so much in spiritual warfare, but the more I walk with Christ, the more I understand, the more I look at Christ, the more it makes me laugh and realize the amount of hours and the amount of weeks and days I have literally wasted in and praying over the devil's activities when really it was dead it was finished it was buried because of the cross of calvary but the church and ministry and ministers want to give deliverance more time than they actually want to give christ if i would give christ every thought every area and take every thought captive I wouldn't even be thinking about deliverance ministry. I wouldn't even be going down that road because I understand the power of the cross in Christ Jesus. See, there is power in the name of Jesus. All I need to worry about is to, as the scripture says, is to work out my salvation with fear and trembling. If you was, if you could see now, if your eyes could jump up right over to all the places, the satanic places that are worshipping foreign gods at this moment, there is no power in them stones. Those stones at Stonehenge, you can dance as much as you like around the stones. You can jump up and down. You can do whatever you are going to do. But I can assure you, the God that I serve will cry 
crush those stones. And actually, those stones have been crushed at the cross of Calvary because the Bible tells me they are just a monument to what was that had no power anyway. There is no power in the stone. It is in the mind. It is in the thinking. It is in the adrenaline rush. It is in the building up. The devil's work is defeated. And the scripture says the devil is under our feet. Whose feet is he under? He's under the believer's feet. We are the head and not the towel. We are above and not beneath. We are blessed and highly favored, wonderfully and fearfully made. I'm starting to realize I don't need to keep talking about deliverance. The reason I'm in this scripture tonight is purely because God has led me to this scripture and purely because of where we sit in the summer equinox that started last night that's for a few days and a few hours of the sunlight where they're worshiping foreign gods and all that. But then foreign gods have no power because the Bible tells me it was crushed it was finished at the cross of calvary so what you are doing is just very theatrical performance i can see you now dressed in your white robes in your druid druid outfit with your flowers in your hair jumping in and out of fire and doing all this ritualistic stuff that has no power and i can take you to the old testament any pagans any witches go straight to the old testament and look of that man of god that made something so powerful and so clear the book tells us in the old testament that elijah elijah jeered the prophets he laughed at them and he goaded them on come on slash yourselves even more where is your god and he laughed in the face of the prophets at the base of mount carmel very interestingly they made two idols two balls two two idols and he said you go first he said i tell you what you call down fire let's do a sacrifice and they started dancing they started slashing their wrists they started drawing blood 450 false prophets of bow Bow worshipping is dead it is finished it is over it is just rituals it has no power whatsoever because the cross of calvary has smashed as destroyed lucifer's work yes there is external oppression but it cannot let me remind you if you are a believer it cannot come near your tent no harm will before you a thousand to your left hand, ten thousand to your right hand, but it will not come near your tent. You will only observe with your eyes when you are covered and blood washed in the blood of the crimson tide of Calvary, of the Messiah, of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The devil's work is crushed because of the work of the cross of Calvary, because the scriptures have been fulfilled. And if you was to study the book, and you used to look at Elijah, they made two uh, altars identical. And Elijah said to them, I tell you what, the, the this altar to my God, the God of Israel, I'll tell you what we'll do on this one. We will dig a trench around it. We will saturate it in water. We will soak it so the wood is soaked. And we understand through logic and science, you cannot capture fire uh, wood cannot be caught alight when it has and it has been soaked in wood. He said, "Get barrels of water and pour it on this altar so it will not catch light." And the false idols, the idols of Baal, uh, 
and Jezebel and everything that was all caught in that false idolatrous worship, they slashed their hands, their wrists, their arms. They was dancing, they were screaming, and they were shouting. And this is where self-harming comes from. Very interesting. Self-harming has a demonic influence. Now, when we look at this text very clearly, Elijah said, Where is your God? Where is this God? He is not around. They'd done everything that they had done, and they had exhausted themselves. Elijah prayed, God, let fire fall. Fire fell from heaven, and the scripture said it consumed the fatted calf. It consumed uh, the stones. It put the stones to dust. It consumed the water, and everything that was on that altar was burnt to dust. Hallelujah. There is only one God, and his name is the great I am. Now let's turn to the scripture. Uh, I just have to say sorry to the pagans tonight because you're wasting your time. You are wasting your time serving those fake foreign gods because the work that you think is going to happen was crushed at the cross of Calvary. You can put as many flowers in your hair. You can dress up in white. The Druids doing what you're doing. And I am being completely respectful. And I clearly understand what and how it works. But it doesn't work. It has no power. It has no authority. It is finished. It is broken because of the cross of Calvary has taken place. And the blood of Christ has washed. And Christ made a spectacle and he disarmed. So there was a time when there was some authority, but he disarmed. Disarming means something so clear. Has no power it is all show it is all dance it is all noise it is very theatrical and it has no power it is gone it is finished worship lucifer do what you like blood sacrifices it goes on we understand what goes on in temples we understand about sacrifice we get that but you will not call, you will not find a foreign god that will answer your prayer because they have been crushed under the cross of Calvary. The blood, the crimson tide has come through and Christ has saved and disarmed the powers and principalities. Yes, the scripture says put on the full armor of God. Yes, the scripture says in Ephesians, be ready, be prepared. But the battle belongs to the Lord and the battle has already been won. So I haven't even got to put the gloves on. What I've got to do is just praise the God of Israel. I just got to glorify the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords because it has been won. It has been there is victory, I should say, because everything has been disarmed and there is no separation. You can never be snatched back and taken back because you was already bought with a price before any authority and any foreign existence come in. I understand the power of the Old Testament. I understand what the scripture says about spiritual warfare. But if you are a believer... You are covered in the blood. So it takes you out of the equation. It takes you out of the realm because the battle belongs to the Lord and the battle was won at Calvary. The battle was crushed under the cross of Calvary. The battle has been done. I don't need to fight. All I've got to do is praise the name of Jesus. 
I understand and I realize what was, how there could be, and the possibilities. But if I am a true believer, the devil's work has been crushed because of the, the power of salvation and predestination. You are saved. You have nothing to worry about in Christ. You have nothing to worry about this world because the world is doing what the world is doing because the Bible has already told us. Look at what the devil said to Christ when Christ showed up on the other side of the lake. What are you going to do with us? They have no authority over the greatest name in heaven and earth. If you find there is some spiritual realm, if you find there is some spiritual activity going on that's making you feel uncomfortable, what have I got to do? I've just got to say, at the name of Jesus, get behind me, Satan. It is written. The scripture is loud and clear. I don't need to go and find a, a, a preacher telling me about deliverance. I've got the word and the word says the devil's work is finished. He is crushed and the devil is under my feet in the name of Jesus. The devil is under our feet at the name of Jesus. The blood has cancelled everything out. So I need to be careful in the time in which I live. I don't get scooped up in all the activity. The, the spiritual activity is high. Everything is going on as the scripture tells us, but I will not engage in that. I do not need to worry about that because the Bible has made a very clear cut word and through the processing of the Bible that that is not my territory. I don't need to engage in spiritual warfare because the battle has already been won. And the Bible says in the Old Testament, and God says to the Israelites, he says to them, I will be an enemy to your enemy. So who is the enemy to me? Satan. So who will God oppose? Satan. Who did God crush at the cross, cross of Calvary? Satan. Whose work is finished? Satan. Whose work is, is crushed because of the blood and everything that has been done through the scripture? Satan. There, there might be activity out there. There might be spiritual influences out there. There might be sons of God. There might be foreign gods, but they cannot touch me, not because of my arrogance, not because of who I think I am, but because I know who I am and I have an identity in Christ as a son of the living God. So if I am a son of the living God, the only way that I will become wayward is not because of spiritual influence from the dark side, because my flesh and I've made a bad decision in life. It's that simple. But we give too much airplay to the devil. The washing machine has broke down. Oh, the devil has messed around. The telly's not working tonight. The devil's in the internet. We are giving him too much authority through our lips when actually it's finished, it's crushed at the cross of Calvary. Let's just see what the scripture says. Let's turn to the word of God. Whatever I say to you, Look at the scripture. See what the scripture says. The devil's work is completed. It completely finished. It is over. It is gone. It is. It has been ripped away and torn away by the cross of Calvary. Let's see. Come on. Let, 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 let's turn. Let's turn. I've, I've had a bit of a ramble. I'm sorry, pagans. I've got to read this. I'm, I'm sorry. This brings it into this. What I love about this scripture it will speak very loud and clear. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1 through uh, to the end of 3. It says, And now about the spirit, uh, the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. 
You know that when you were pagans. So the Bible talks about pagans. You know when you was a pagan, it says, when you was a pagan, somehow or other you were influenced and led astray by what? Dumb idols. Clear. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1 through to 2. And it says, Therefore, I wanted you to know that the one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed, uh, crucified, sorry, cursed, whatever translation I'm reading from. And it says, No one can say Jesus is the Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There is power in the name of the Holy Spirit. You know, keep rambling. Thank you, my brother. Keep rambling. Well, let me tell you this again. The, the pagans are wasting their breath and their energy. You might as well go and lay in the field, pack up your tent, get back in your camper van and come back home and get back to work. Don't keep gluing yourself to the M25 and doing all that sort of stuff. Save the planet because my Bible tells me something so different to what you are trying to draw me in. So you can be up Stonehenge, you can be worshipping your foreign gods, you can be doing whatever you want to do. It has no power because the word of God has spoken and it says to dumb idols. Dumb. Dumb idols. Finished. Over. Gone. Absolutely finished. Now let's turn. Now let's see what the scripture says. Let's read a little bit more. This is not what I say. This is what the scripture says. It's very loud and clear. Turn to one. uh, Let's go to the book of two Colossians. uh, Colossians chapter 2 verse 13. It says you were dead in your sin and in your uncircumcision of your flesh. But God made you alive. Verse 13 of Chapter 2 of Colossians. Colossians chapter 2, verse 13. It says, You were dead in your sins and in your uncircumcision of your flesh. God made you alive with Christ. He forgave you all your sins and has cancelled the charge of the legal indebtedness which stood against you, uh, or us, it it says, and condemned us. Then he says, He has taken it away, nailed it to the cross, and has disarmed. Someone tell me loud and clear that I am reading this correctly. In verse 14, it says, and 15, nailed it to the cross, and having disarmed the powers and authorities, uh, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing them over the cross. One triumph, one sacrifice, once and for all. So regarding black magic, regarding Ouija boards, regarding regarding the Druids, regarding pagan worship, regarding uh, witches, that has that has some spiritual influence, but it only has the influence that Christ allows it to have. It has no real power. The prophets, the prophets of Baal, they had no power because nothing was happening. Look at what happened very clearly in the Old Testament. Nothing happened. The only area we see power uh, and influence was through the sons of gods. The sons of gods, the Nephilim that was living at the time of of when Noah made the ark. And and we understand the power, the fallen angelic from the fallen angelic realm, we understand that they fell and how they, they created a community. But they needed, they needed the flesh. They needed human beings to, 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 to bring it into being. It has no power. It has no power. Please believe in the word of God. You are saved. You are blood washed. 
There is no satanic oppression on you that is and can be greater than the living God. I got to be careful of my mind. I got to be careful of my focusing. I got to be careful of my thinking. I've got to be careful of my understanding. The gates of hell shall not prevail. Christ is building his church. Even the foreign gods tremble at the name of Jesus. Let, let's think about that scripture. Let's think about that scripture. When Christ came across to, uh, the Gerasene, when he came over to the other side of the lake, when he, when he got out of the boat and he was, he was walking on the shoreline and he was in the Gerasenes and, uh, the two demonic forces that, that was, that was in, uh, the realms of them two men came up to Jesus. They come up to him and says, what are you going to do with us? What are you going to do with us? It is better that you throw us into the into the herd of pigs. It is better for you to do that. See, demons know that the power of God created them. A very interesting, a very deep, a very wide subject that we have no power to unpack tonight. But I want you to know the demonic forces tremble at the greatest name on heaven and earth god said i have given my son bit of paraphrasing going on here god said i've given my son the authority all things were created through him for him and by him whether things in heaven or things on earth whether the things in the spiritual realm or whether things in the physical realm all things were created through him and by him so when I look at this, when I look at when 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 I say when I look at Lucifer, I, I don't look at him in any way, shape, or form because I realize that it has no power, it has no effect. It is words, it is empty words, it has no authority because I am a son of the living God. I am a child of the living God. I was bought with a price. I was redeemed, and I can never be handed back. That the war, it's it's over. I am saved. I am blood washed. I am sanctified. All I've got to worry about is I make sure I follow the word of God. I haven't got to worry about demonic forces because it's been crushed at the cross of Calvary. I haven't got to keep jumping around the UK and going, oh my gosh, I'm under satanic oppression. Oh my goodness gracious me, the devil's chasing my towel. Hang on a minute. No, it's the other way round. I carry the name of Jesus. So you're going to get out of my way in the name of Jesus. I am blessed and highly favored. I am a child of the living God. I am filled with the word of God. I am saved. I am blood washed. I am sanctified. I carry the great I am because the Bible tells me greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Now get out of my face. Actually, get back under my shoes because the scripture says under my feet. I will crush you under my feet. I am able to tread upon the lion, the cobra. The scriptures are loud and clear. I don't need to put on the gloves of spiritual warfare. I don't need to get another prayer diary and chant. Now, I've got to be very careful in the world of praying because I've got to be careful that I don't get caught in the praying and becoming and getting in a trance and getting in that euphoric position in that you could say into that Jezebel spirit. Yes, there are spirits, there are agents, but they can't touch you if you are a born again spirit believer in God because you are saved. You have been bought with a price and Christ don't need to wrestle and Christ don't need to defend because God is for you. If God is for me, who can be against me? Now, this is not about arrogance. This is not about 
being arrogant and being disrespectful. What this is about is understanding who I am in God or or who you are in God. You are a son and you are a daughter and you have the authority because Christ lives in you and you are free. What is the biggest thing that we need to be freed from is the temptations of the flesh. We might have addictions in our lives. We might we might be and we may have been brought up in a certain culture that is a very heavy culture that has its own cultural trends that have got to be broken. I've got to be careful that I don't get catapulted into that spiritual language and that spiritual hype and I get catapulted over into that other area that I, I shouldn't even be in where my mind has taken me over there because the Bible says keep your eyes on Jesus, the author, the perfecter of your faith. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. If I just keep seeking him and praising him, the spiritual entities that are out there, yes, yes, oh yes, they might kind of try, might kind of, uh, might might try and come up and tempt and look and try and draw, but they have no power over you because you are redeemed. If I am truly redeemed, I have been bought and I am in the king's domain. The Bible says, "Go into all the world." Preach and to teach the fivefold ministries. Go into all the world. You are carrying the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. There is no room when you got the Trinity for any other spiritual activity other than the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. If I believe in the Bible, I will clearly understand this, what the Scripture tells me very clearly. As the two men that were demon-possessed. See, demonic forces need a vehicle. They need a vehicle of a human being. Now, don't get worried and don't start panicking. If anyone has been dabbling in the occult world, if anyone was brought up in the occult world, that is broken when you become a believer. And you do not become a believer because, oops, sorry, you want to become, oh, the devil moved me Bible, steady on, he's in the room, here we go, you know. What we, what we got to be careful of, something very careful, really careful at this point, is that if we have come from the demonic activity and we've all come from a form of ungodly worship, we can all be put into the category of pagans. We can all be put into different categories very loud and very clearly because the Bible says, when you was a pagan... But when there is a coming over, I do not bring myself over because I am not able to bring myself over. Who brings me over? Christ brings me over. Christ saves me. The word sets me free. And when I am a believer, I suddenly start understanding that when I am saved, I am saved and that is it. But the Bible then starts to come alive. But there has to be a transformation, but the only way a transformation can happen is when Christ and my body starts to be transformed. You've only got to look at Saul. Saul on the Damascus Road. He had no intention of being a Christian. He had no intention of being a churchgoer. He had no intention of serving the God of Israel. He wanted to destroy Christianity. Or what we should say, if we bring it up to the biblical uh, language, is that he wanted to destroy Peter, uh, the following of those that belong to Christ. 
He thought that he had more power and authority than the God of Israel. But he met the creator of heaven and earth on the Damascus road and the voice from heaven. God did not knock him off that horse with physical force. God said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And the power of God's voice, the power of authority, knocked him off that horse and he fell to the floor. It stopped him in his tracks. It closed his eyes. It shut down his physical function in certain areas of his body. No one can mess with God. The churches, certain churches, certain denominations are messing very dangerously with scripture and they are introducing and they are walking down the road of pagan worship. There are many denominations tonight that might as well pack up your tent and go up to Stonehenge because what they're doing up there is the same as what many and many churches are doing in what we call the, the fabric of God's building. But this is what has happened. God has exited the building. Oh, yes. The scripture says in the Old Testament, God gave clear instruction about making and creating Solomon's temple. He gave clear instruction of how to construct that temple. And the spirit of God and the glory of God and the presence of God lived in that beautiful place. It dwelled. It was in everything. God's power was in that temple. The cherubims, the, the angelic activity was so strong. But the Bible says God left. The presence of God left that temple when man came in and brought in his own idolatrous worship. The Jewish leaders came in and started doing what they wanted to do. God is sovereign. God is all power. God is just. But God moved himself out of Solomon's temple and the Bible says the spirit and the presence of God went out of the east gate the east exit he went out the east when Christ is returning the scriptures theologians say he's coming from the east very significant that text in the old testament where we sit now when we look at this scripture I, I want to encourage you tonight. I want I want all of us to realize that we are believers. We are believers. The Bible says, Christ says, just believe. All authority, all power, all glory is within the deity, within the Godhead. When you look at creation and you understand about creation... God created every angel, every cherubim, every atom, every droplet of water, every grain of sand, every area. God created all things. The psalmist says, where can I escape from your presence? If I was to die, you will be there. If I was to go to the center of the earth, you will be there. If I was to go to the east, the south, the west, wherever I go, if I was to go to the highest of the highest of heights, you will be there. No one can escape and get on the outside of God. He is omnipresent. 
He is omnipotent. He is in all. He is about all. All things were created through him, for him, and by him. He created that fallen angel. But when he created that fallen angel, that angel wasn't fallen. That angel decided to fall himself. When you look at the realms of angelic activity, and the Bible says that when uh, and cry, I love the scripture in Luke. I love the scripture where where Jesus was having that conversation with the audience around him, and he said, "I saw, I saw Leighton, uh, Leighton. He said, "I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven to earth." The reason Christ see Satan fall like lightning. Because of this very reason, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was was God, and the Word was with God. All things were created through him, and by him, and for him. The scripture says in John chapter 1, round about verse 14, John makes a clear, absolute clear cut choice of what he says through his vocabulary to the audience that was around him. He says, and the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. If anyone is a true disciple or a true believer, if anyone is blood washed and sanctified and a, a believer in the scripture from how can I actually honestly without it, how can I believe how can I allow my mind to go down the route any more of this satanic activity that is going to absolutely chase me forever and a day? The Bible says that that we are surrounded by fire. The Bible says that we are sealed. The Bible says that we are washed in the blood. The Bible says that God is for us. If God is for us, who can be against us? The scripture says, when the devil comes in, like a flood, God lifts up a standard. He might come in, but God is going to block. If we could see the spiritual activity out there, and I'm not saying the spiritual activity doesn't, doesn't exist, but what I'm trying to say is it has and it cannot get to you because you are greater than any dark force that is on this earth. You are greater, and I'm not saying you are as in the flesh. Let's correct this right now. I'm not saying you are I am as a human being. What I'm saying is he that is in you and he that is in me. So if he is within me and he is within you, the Bible says very clearly, I and the Father are one. The Bible says that we are grafted in. If you are grafted, if the Bible is true, and I believe what it says, and we are grafted in, I cannot be taken out. Where where would I be taken out from? It would basically be saying this the devil can actually have the power and take me from the kingdom and pull me out there is no way that can happen it is impossible the devil's work is theatrical performance it is only limited to what can be done he is performing and it is loud and it is noisy and it has no power what did jesus do in the wilderness 40 days 40 nights it is written it is written it is written there is power in the word of god so if you find yourself in spiritual engagement if you find yourself maybe in an area of heavy oppression it cannot 
attach itself to you because you are chosen and you are washed in the blood of Jesus. You are blood washed and you are sanctified. Let, let's just have a read of the scripture. Let, let's, let's look at what the scripture says because this, 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 is, this is really important because it's the scripture that makes it come alive, not the human being that is delivering. It is the word. I'm going to backtrack. I'm going to read a couple of scriptures. So look, I'm I'm going to read from uh, Colossians chapter two. I'm going to I'm going to repeat myself. I'm going to go back over because I want to read these scriptures so we get this loud and clear. Right, Colossians chapter two. You were dead in your sin. You were dead in your sin and in your uncircumcision of your flesh. God made you alive, alive with Christ. He forgave us all of our sins having cancelled the charge, having cancelled the charge of our legal indebtedness. Very big, very powerful word, very uh, a, a word that is used in the area of law, you know. So when you look at that, that when you look at that very clear, it says, he forgave us of our sins, having cancelled the charge of all of our sins, having cancelled that charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away. He has taken this away, nailing it to the cross. It is now to the cross, the scripture says. Verse 15 of Colossians chapter 2. And having disarmed, I believe that there are many Christians that need to rest in this scripture for a long time. And let your eyes see it. Let your ears hear it. Read it over your life. Read it over your, your, your house. Read it over. Because when you start to read it over, we suddenly start to smile from within. Because I love this scripture. And it says, he has taken it away nailed it to the cross and not only has he nailed that legal requirement that was death upon us because of sin because we lived in the pagan lifestyle in an occultic lifestyle but then suddenly god took us out of pagan worship out of witchcraft out of the world out of whatever and while we was in that god took us took you took me from whatever it was and he took us from that from death to life, from darkness to light, from from the grave to the kingdom, from darkness to light, God stepped in and his arm came in from glory and he picked you up as an individual and he took you out of the mud and the mire and he placed you in the glory and he placed you under the blood and he put you in his kingdom. I did not take I myself out of the dark lifestyle. God took me out of the dark lifestyle. God took that person out of the dark lifestyle. God took that person out of the occultic worship. God took that person out of pagan worship. God took that person out of satanic activity. God took that person out of the darkness and put them in the kingdom. God done it. God done it. Let me read. He has taken it away, nailed it to the cross, and having disarmed the powers, the powers, flawed it, 
the powers and authorities. He made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Let's just go and read again. Let's jump straight back. Let's go to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And for all the pagans that might just want to listen to this, give your ears a little bit of a clean out. Devil worshippers, give your ears a little bit of a clean out because God is taking you from where you are. God is taking you from from the situation that you're in. And I'm telling you now, God is going to extract many in the last days. The scripture says in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And God is still redeeming. God is still drawing out. God is still... God is up Stonehenge. His presence is removing people from them idolatrous worship, them dumb idol worship that is going on. And God is taking them from the dark, from the nonsense, from the activity that creates nothing. Because the Old Testament clearly tells us 400 and more false prophets of Baal were calling their God down and nothing happened. they done blood sacrifices, slashing their arms, dancing and chanting and screaming. They got in a trance. They got in a trance and nothing happened. But when Elijah cleared the arena and he coughed, <coughs> step aside a minute, and he prayed, Fire fell from heaven to earth. It consumed everything. And you can imagine Elijah giving a little cheeky wink. Have some of that. Get back to the scripture. Come on. Come on. Let's get back. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 1. For a couple of readings before we disappear. Got to be careful how you say things like that. Someone might think I'm having some transcendental meditation or I might be having an out-of-body experience. Oh, my goodness. What is going on there? That work has finished at the name of Jesus. Now, the scripture says, now. It starts off with a clear understanding of now. Verse 12 of, uh, sorry, chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. Uninformed, a very interesting way this writer puts this. Don't be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow, somehow or others you were influenced and led astray to dumb idols. Led astray by dumb idols. Right. Let's flick over to Romans. Romans chapter 8. I'm going to read from verse 31 of Romans chapter 8. For anyone that might be in distress tonight, that might have come from some dark satanic stuff, I just want to remind you that you were bought with a price. And, and And even, I've even got to mention this, even those that have been caught in religion, even in in some denominations, because some denominations have a greater stretch towards pagan and idolatrous worship than they do to the scriptures of Jesus Christ. Very interesting. 
where a lot of the major religions come from. What are they worshipping? Who do they worship? Are they worshipping idols and statues? We understand that the Bible says, as the angel said, why are you looking for the living? Among He's not here. He's risen. Why are you looking at stones? Why are you looking at monuments? That is why God buried Moses. The scripture is loud and clear. And the Bible says God took Moses. God buried Moses. There was a dispute over his body with Lucifer and uh, the chief angelic being. There was a dispute. But actually, when you read the scripture, it says God buried him. That is so beautiful, that scripture to me, because Moses fouled God very clearly at the rock. He struck the rock with anger and frustration when he should have spoke to the rock. And God said, Moses, I told you what to do, but you have broke the faith. God did, did not reject him. God did not did not catapult him out into the uh, into the universe. The Bible says that there was a dispute over the body of Moses purely because if Moses's body could have been placed in this position here, all Israel would have come and the world will be hanging around that grave forever and a day. But God took the body of Moses and no one knows where Moses is buried because the Bible says God buried him. Powerful stuff. God buried his servant. Even though his servant fouled him in the actions that he done, the Bible says that God said, Moses, you have broke the faith. You have broke what I've told you not to do. You have done exactly what I told you not to do. Speak to it. Don't strike it. Obedience is key. Now, I'm going to read this because we're going to we're going to finish. We're going to finish. We're going to finish. Right here we go. Romans chapter eight, verse thirty-one. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He did not spare His own Son, but He gave Him up for us all. How will he uh, not also, along with him graciously, give us all things? Whom will bring a charge against those who God has chosen? Interesting. It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who is condemns or the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died. More than that, who was raised to life is at the right hand of God. And is also interceding for us. Verse 35 of Romans chapter 8. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger or sword, as it is written, for your sake we are uh, facing death all day long. For we are considered to be sheep to be slaughtered. Verse 37 for those that are worried about the darker things of the spiritual entities that, that are out there, but they have no power over your life because this is glorious. Knowing all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced neither death nor life, nor angels, 
nor demons. So I recognize the existence because the existence is in existence because God created all things. But even though the angels and the demonic forces exist, they have no power over me, so I don't even need to give them any more thoughts anymore because I am not of that world. I am part of the kingdom of God. I don't need a thousand times to be delivered. I don't need prayed over many more times. I am saved and blood washed, sanctified, chosen. Christ disarmed them powers at the cross of Calvary because of the blood of Christ. So as I read a little bit further, as we come to a close, it says, uh, For I am convinced neither death nor life, angels nor demons, nor the present nor the future, nor any powers, nor any powers, any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation, will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Separation cannot happen. But what can happen is mind games. The mind games are the most dangerous things that I can ever engage in. The mind, the battlefield, the wasteland, the thoughts, the computing, the, the, the philosophies of life, the thinking, the ticking, the computing, the, the quantum physics, the science, the test tube of life, the thinking, the, the elongating, the, the trying to get some conception of understanding of creation the mind and the thinking because everything has been crushed because of the cross of Calvary. So let me just remind myself of this as we say good night. Something very clear. Knowing all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. For I am convinced neither death nor life nor angels nor demons nor the present nor the future nor any powers, neither height nor death nor anything else in all creation will be able will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You're in. You're in the kingdom. You're chosen. Now, we could go so far tonight, but we're going to finish on this. I knitted you together in the womb. I knew you before the foundation of the world. So before the foundation of the world and creation of the world, before anything that was here and is here and that has been spoken into existence and everything can only be in existence because of the power of the God of Israel. So before the creation and before the fall and before time and before existence and before light was separated and before any great thinker started to think and before Adam and Eve, before uh, before anything, the Bible says, before the foundations of the world, I knew you. I knew you. I knitted you together. I knew every word that would come out of your mouth before your lips would and your voice box would create that sentence. Before that sentence was created through your thinking, through your understanding, through your logic, and through your tongue, and through the movement of your physical being, before you even pronounced that word, before you even thought that thought, I knew that you was going to think that thought because I created you in all things. And you have been created for me and by me for my goodwill and my good pleasure. 
so you belong to me. I sent my son to die on a cross for you. There was one price, one sacrifice, once and for all. And my son made a spectacle through the cross of Calvary to all authorities, all principalities, all dark realms through the cross of Calvary. And he triumphed over all of them. It's done. It's finished. It's finished. It's over. When Jesus was on the cross of Calvary, when the three nails of love kept him on the cross he said it is finished the temple curtain was torn in two access became possible to the father through christ jesus so when i go back to the old uh, to the new testament rather into the new testament and i i ponder and i rest and i meditate on that scripture where the two demonic men came up to jesus they came up to him and said what are you going to do with us they knew what their time and what was going to happen to them because there is power in the name of jesus i thank god for your lives i thank god that he sent his son to the cross of calvary you are blessed you are chosen you are saved you are blood washed in the crimson tide and i pray that wherever you are across this earth tonight that Christ reveals more to us because the more that is revealed we start to realize that the satanic oppression is not part of the kingdom that we belong to because you belong to the God that created all things it's almost as if we're in this a world that Satan can't get into because it's not his domain he can't get near you 10,000 may fall at your side sorry a thousand at your right uh, sorry a thousand may fall may fall at your your side 10,000 at your right hand but it will not come near you no disaster will come near your tent life has some journeys life has some experiences I think we just need to label it as life, the journey of life, the circle of life. And you belong to the kingdom of God. And I pray tonight that you'll find peace. Peace in Jesus. Your house has no demonic activity because God is with you. God is for you and not against you. God is guiding you and God is leading you. God sent his one and only son to die upon the cross for you. And God is with your children. God knows your children more than you will ever know your children. God knows everything about you more than you'll ever know or anyone knows about you. Because God created you. So the enemy's work is crushed because of the Calvary that we understand and that we study in the word of God. God bless. Take care. Stay safe. I've got to get my camper van up. I'm going up to Stonehenge. Have a great night. God bless in Jesus' name. By the way, I'm not going to Stonehenge. God bless. Thank you for listening to Elim Church Swanley's latest podcast. You can find us on Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Alexa, Mixcloud, Facebook, Instagram and YouTube.